Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It is the movie podcast. We watch the movies. Uh, it started out pitch black, then things got dark and furious, and now we got to chronicle everything that's happened. I think that catches us up, right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So really helpful that uh, the Chronicles of Riddick, having seen Dark Fury, really f- answered so many questions I had. He just flew across. He just flew. Well, that, they call so that's Jeff McNeil. Uh, Charles is uh, in the chalet, as I refer to my palatial apartment. Um, but that's, they call Jeff McNeil, the iconic Mets player. Uh, Squirrel is his nickname. That's a. That's not a. I- the most appealing nickname, but I get it now. It's a real baseball sort of nickname. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you imagine being a, a football player or a soccer player? It's like... Yeah, you don't want that. A squirrel. But it's, the soccer shit, I know this prop is on your radar because you're European. I'm European. Right. And I enjoy the great game, the, the beautiful... The beautiful game. Yeah. You know, I, I like... I, I can't keep up with the number... My, my little brother Stan did the best job, I think, comparing it to the regionals bit and community doing the Glee parody. Like... Then there's regionals. Like, that's how I perceive the soccer world where everyone's like, it's the Euro Cup. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, there's another one? Here's, here's how there's I... so many of them. There's so many of the different... Here's how I look at it. Okay. Um, American sports seems to have, every year, each sport does it. But that's because it's just America. You know, baseball, football, hockey. Like, all we do, we, you know, we include, I guess, some Canadian teams. But it's just, I'm sorry, did you not mention basketball and ranking American sports? I just got carried away. That is the, I was already moving on. Um, but basically, because it's so contained within one country, we can do the whole... We can, we can just cycle through. But because soccer is such a beautiful game. It's so beautiful, billions play it. Billions play it. America's go, eh... What the fuck's that? That was American. What was that? What do you think that accent was? Um, I don't know. So I, mean, I, I watched Sexy Beast this week, so it sort of felt like you were trying to do like a bit part in a John Glazer movie. Hold on. I can do a Boston, maybe. I can't do anything anymore. I've just been working on my Vince so yeah. hard I've lost everything else. Well, let's talk about you know how overwhelmed we both are. We're both shell-shocked. Yeah. You know, okay, so we did the Chronicles. Well, I didn't finish today. my soccer. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, just basically, it's it's uh, because of that. There's the World Cup, the Euro Cup, the something else, and then there's another one. Well, there's the Premier League. Yeah. Like, so, but that's the thing is, just if right. you don't get like, stop getting overwhelmed and just sit back and be like, there's four American sports. I can handle basketball, hockey, baseball, and and uh, football. So just think about it the same way. I know, but this is one sport with all these concentric, overlapping schedules. That no, no, that's the thing. Is it's every four years, one year you got the World Cup. Next year you got the Euro. I'm not sure if this is the order, but just basically okay. on a four-year cycle, you're always watching soccer. Oh God! And it's always slightly different leagues, but you have the same players. Well, I wasn't paying teams. attention to the big climactic game, and then I was so unsurprised to be like. Well, it was a, one of those great 1-1 ties that everyone so enjoys in the beautiful game, followed by... So, baseball right now is going through this agonizing mechanic where they've introduced in extra innings to speed up the games as a runner on second in, in every extra inning now. Because they, they, they don't... Games huh. have gotten really long, and they're like, well, well, how do we build in more features to sort of create some sort of dead drop situation what are your thoughts on that? Well, I hate it. I think okay. it's terrible. Me too. But I thought maybe you sort of but, like this innovation. It's not an innovation. But yeah, it's trash. It just sounds bad. Because, for example, in these new rules, you could be a pitcher pitching basically a perfect game or a no-hitter and lose the game. 
Okay, so you could be a pitcher, but then at the end you could turn out to be a belly itcher, you're saying? Yes, in the worst case scenario. Speaking oh of uh, this sort of wordplay, we're watching right now the uh, Pirates-Mets game at beautiful PNC Park in Pittsfield. And I don't, I don't know if you saw this on Instagram, I took a photo of it, but there was an ad for a hot dog. And just like a big hot dog with the works, baby. I'm talking relish, onions, mustard, ketchup. And it says, hey, biter, biter. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty fucking oh, good. That's, uh, that's really good. It's only working on one level, but I'm all in for that level. What is hot dogs? What happened to this poor guy? Oh, he got hit by a ball. He's, a, he's like, ouch, I got hit by a ball. Ouch. I mean, it does hurt. I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's a horrible thing to get hit by a ball. 100 mile an hour. It's so small. Um, it's, it's like if a large bee just flew at you. Right. It's yeah. Getting hit by first. a fastball is a lot like if a bee flew at a you. A large bee. Right. A large one ball of those bumblers. Um, but yeah, we're, we're shell shocked. We just watched the Chronicles of Riddick. The we're calling it sort of technical. Oh, oh no, he hit himself. He hit himself. Oh, you big doofus! <laughs> what an ass! You big doofus ass! You <laughs> fucking hit the ball into yourself. <laughs> hey, um, listen up, listeners. Listen up, sportos. Pro tip, when you're hitting the baseball, don't hit it directly <laughs> into your own damn self. The point of the, the game, I've been told, I used to yeah. play it. Yeah. You hit that ball as far away from yourself as possible. Yeah, you're trying to get that thing away from you yeah. unless you're laying down a bunt, which is a great way to advance the runners. And we but, love a bunt. We I mean, similar bunt. though, it oftentimes will sacrifice yourself. So That's true. Usually you're like a pitcher or something. But the message is, the, the farther you hit it away from yourself, the better off you're going to be. Generally speaking, I think a baseline rule for hitting in baseball is get that little thing the heck away from you. <laughs> Don't send it flying into your. I think Riddick invented that in whatever year. BC we were talking about how Riddick doesn't really know how to run. He's sort of like he's, he's sort of like swirls. moving. He moves every limb much like a like a jellyfish, sort of just like flailing That's out I, in all directions. I was thinking yeah. like if vapor ran. Like it's just like this uh, just nebulous form that yeah. looks very cool, but. If it isn't in slow motion. This is kind of funny. So the trainer's left like, look, you big, you big idiot. Just don't hit the ball into your leg again. You're fine. The catcher just told him that, too. Yeah, <laughs> listen, listen up, buddy. Um, so the Chronicles of Riddick, uh, and we've talked about sort of the, the, the meta-narrative of these movies where Pitch Black comes out and everyone's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a movie. That Riddick guy seems pretty cool. And you know, Vin Diesel's stock does nothing but shoot upward in the preceding years. And... For some reason, they make this movie and like yeah, it's the Chronicles of Riddick is very impressive to me because like look, taking even a cursory glance at the reviews, you get like someone Neil Minow, Nell Minow, that's kind of a funny name for Common Sense Media says very violent, brainless explosion movie. Yeah, and it's like Nell, this is kind of the opposite. This is weirdly. So overthought and complicated and detailed, like it's it's impressive. We were we were talking about comparison points watching this from Luc Besson's Fifth Element is an mm-hmm. obvious one. We got a, a real Phantom Menace vibe from this, where it's yeah. like original original copyright material. Fucking, you know, this is a whole brand new universe we're ex- experiencing here, and we get so fucking much of it. And we watched one of the three cuts of this movie, the unrated director's cut. It was a long two hours and 15 minutes. Mm. They really yeah. packed an awful lot into this movie. I, th- I think what movie you don't mention when thinking about what this could relate to is Pitch Black at all. 
Well, like that's like yeah. I w- initially you're like, why is this fucking thing? This like third, sort of second in a franchise, technically third if you are, count it like we do, but second feature length one in the franchise. Why is this like the, the Chronicles of Riddick? Sound like we were talking about John Carter, like this expansive, just giant chronicling of. But then you learn, oh, he is the prophesied son of a dead planet. And oh. the people who killed the planet want to kill him. So they've killed the whole planet, but he's like, "Fuck no, that fucking sucks." And then you, you go to this, like, you go to like five different planets in this movie. There's twenty different characters that, like, you know, a lot of movies have twenty characters, but they're guy who orders hot dog, they're right. man walking past and goes blub 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 in the background. Those kind of characters, right? This and has, like, 20 characters that you need to know who they right, are. Because the plots are all deeply intertwined, and the amount of detail... You just wonder who was calling the shots in this movie, because they... Who? No one... Nothing was cut out of this movie. No. Well, we the, watched The, the director's cut is 15 minutes longer, but, like, I assure you, a two-hour cut of this movie would still be fucking chock-full of batshit lunacy. Like, namely, the, the simple fact that you know, in 2021, you look at the call sheet and you're like, oh, Carl Urban and Tandiwa Newsen are in this. And they have a whole world of a subplot that basically doesn't really get resolved no. other than that they're not the actual bad guys. My guess is sort that. Of. But they are bad guys? They're, they're my, bad guys, but they're against the main bad guy who Riddick is against. Well, but they're, but they're still they're still trying not to overthrow the main bad guy to get rid of that the basically the the they're just like the invaders force in an alien well we have to say their names one of the single best names we've encountered this whole time are we ready for it one nec- Wait, one two, two three, three the necromongers, necromongers. Yeah. wow that was exciting the way we did it that was really fucking thrilling yeah. shit we want to do it again yeah one, two, three. Necromongers. That was more exciting. Well, I, we, we keep exchanging articles where I led with the article and you didn't the first time. And then I was like, I'll do yours. Was, you know, we're trying we our best. We're trying our best. Time. We end at the same time and that's what counts. We do say mongers at the same mongers. time. And that's the key part. Um, what yeah, I was going to say was... Change, change. <laughs> I was just saying, the, the, the reason why they're still bad guys is that they're not trying to overthrow this evil regime of necromongers. They are trying to just take it over for themselves. That's true. They're so fucking horny. Right. They're, ex- they're extremely horny. <laughs> they're horny for themselves. They're horny so for necromongers. I wonder if the scene where the lady tries to sexually assault a comatose Riddick is the director's cut scene. Is yeah. It, is it, I mean... I would say anything sexual feels out of place in a 2004 action movie like this. And there's, like, do you think that Carl Urban and... Uh, Tandiwa Newsom. Tandiwa Newsom have ever kissed before? Tandiwa Newsom. Sorry. Uh, we, we, we tried t- to learn this. Fuck, okay. I'm sorry. We tried to learn it right, and now we, we... I feel like I fucked up the first time. That's on me. Yeah. And now I Tandiwa. completely fucked up because I... Tandiwa. You told me it's... Tandiwa. We're not going to... Let's... Tandiwa. Tandiwa Newsom. Okay. That was too much time. I'm not going to edit it out, though, because... Yeah. Uh, We're trying our best in this crazy world. Hey, you get you get a little time in, in racist jail? Give a little bit. I learn a little bit about myself. Give a little bit of your life to racist, racist jail. jail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she and Carl are, like, tongues out. And this is... It's so funny, because, like, we have really gotten to watch Carl Urban age into, like, the ultimate character actor. And in this, they're really kind of, like... 
this young sexy guy, Carl Urban, <laughs> when like I feel like that's he has not tried to do sexy. No, I he's... mean in in Star Trek, of course, he's grumbling old bonesman. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Uh, in Judge Dredd, get this, you don't even see the freaking guy's top part of his face, just the bottom part. No, but she kind of let you in on a little secret. Was that it's horny for you? Yeah, the most Carl I'd want to fuck is Dredd, Dredd Carl, or get fucked by. You know what I mean? He's, I don't think he's a, no, Judge Dredd I'm is not a body. I'm topping Dredd. I don't think that's going to happen. He murders Dredd. a lot of people very casually. Right, but then when bottom. he gets into the bedroom, he sheds it all off except for the helmet. I see what you're saying. So he, what, he but needs like, a uh, little time. You know, like a fantasy. Can you, can you freaking imagine the freaking Mandalorian and freaking Judge Dredd hanging out? And they're both like, oh, you took your helmet off. They're like, oh, you first, dude. <laughs> oh, I just imagine they're both naked except for their helmets on. Okay, that time I think he did hit him. Yeah, he definitely did hit that guy with the ball that time. You think that's why he wears so much armor? Is that he's just like the guy that gets hit? I mean, there are some batters in baseball whose major ability is being hit by pitches. Now, let's see. Let's see how much this looks like. It sucks. Ooh. All right. That, that sucks. Oh, wait. This that is a sucks. different guy. Different guy. But he's about Baseball's to get a ball. Hilarious. Right? Baseball's the greatest sport. Because it's a bunch of, like, just dudes. Like, look at that. That's well, the, the least the athletic beauty, thing I've ever seen. You get to see it in slow motion twice. The beauty of baseball is that like, there's so often just dudes hanging around. Like, just, you, you go watch a game and there's, like, literally dudes hang, chilling. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in the outfield for a lot of the game, uh, you're yeah. just chilling. You're just kind of hanging out. I was playing uh, kickball the other day. I just happened to... Well, no, I was ready for... I had a beer in hand... Wow. So it's adult kickball. It's adult. Yes, I'm not playing with children anymore. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the city. The, uh, time is over. the city of Medford sent you that letter. <laughs> uh, it was a bunch of adults. We were all ch- drinking beers. I was. I grabbed a spot in the outfield with like seven other dudes in the outfield. I was like, I'm just gonna have fun and chill out here. I don't know if I told you this, but out of the nine innings, three outs an inning. I think I got, like, 20 outs. Wow. Yeah, they all just kicked the ball right to me. Now, there's no Golden Glove Award in kickball because, you know, no, no gloves. No. Um, but I guess... They do give the, out a, a Golden um, Basket Award. They give out the Golden... Like, I used, I used my upper, like, right above my heart area to catch the ball most of the time. Because wow. I don't know if you play kickball in a while. No, I'm an adult man. I've not been kickballing sometime. Talking about that squirrel? The squirrel gets the squirrel nickname for kickball. You think it's com- It's like a nice, easy lob? It just bounces right out every time. you got to be real good to catch that kickball. Wait, so what's the squirrel connection there? Oh, it's just a squirrely ball. Oh, the ball itself is squirrely. Yeah, its nickname is the squirrel. I'm yeah. s- I don't know. I'm working on that. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping that we get to see the Hey Biter Biter ad, because I've talked it up, and it is really good. Huh. Um, so I think what this movie does really well is, in terms of franchising, it's like, never mind. <laughs> you know, just that, that first one, yeah, whatever, never mind. Here's the crazy shit that I wanted to be doing. And that, that's what I'm saying. There's this, and look, The Chronicles of Riddick is a batshit, but fun, weird movie. Yeah. I liked it. I certainly liked it a lot more than Pitch Black. But the whole thing with Pitch Black was like, okay, we're getting basically a very archetypal sci-fi genre piece with a cool guy with crazy eyes. Yeah. And the acceleration of plot from Pitch Black to The Chronicles of Riddick is 
nothing short of schizophrenic. It's like day and night. Yeah. To use a popular David Goddard. What's his name? Tubi? What's his name? Twoey. Yeah. The director of these movies, he loves nothing more than there being sunrises and sunsets very dramatically in movies. Um, He loved it so much in this one that we didn't even know it was the sun. The amount of sheer... To to give this movie credit, I I think about how this reminds me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy and Aquaman. Like somewhere between two big studio comic book franchise pieces because mm. it has the whole like you know space rapscallion energy of a Guardians mixed with a like sheer what the fuckness of Aquaman and, and speak I, I mean I hope we can do Aquaman someday because that is in some ways like such a brilliant franchise piece because yeah. that's just pure lunacy and it's James Wan being like listen you don't need to understand why the crab men are fighting the seahorses now that's just happening, and we're just going to enjoy it now. We're all going to enjoy it. We all want to enjoy it. Yeah, there's Orm. There's the octopus who plays drums. You know, like, this is just a fun... Like, this is fun, you know? And, and this movie, I don't think, is trying to be that kind of fun bad no. shit. It's just... It's, like, deadly serious about its incomprehensible plotline. Totally. I think that's what... Yeah, that's a great distinction, is that this movie is very... Serious. It's like, it, like, it is called The Chronicles of Riddick. It is though it is a, a section of their Bible. Like, this is... Everyone is very important. Everyone is saying things in ways that is mildly amusing from our vantage. But, like, I don't know, because they're all wearing those silly hats. It's like we were talking on the couch. It's like, God, being an actor is so... Yeah, it's fucking... just so embarrassing that this guy got paid some number of thousands of dollars. Was probably. it Linus Roach? Yeah, Linus Roach is the guy with the crab head, the, like the skeleton crab head. Yeah, well, they're all wearing him. He's the only one yeah. that gets paid well because he's the only one that has a, actually gets some lines. But, like, they're all just wearing these, like, ridiculous outfits. And can you imagine being the upset? Are crazy. They're out of control. And yeah. everyone's wearing them. You're getting paid extras money, which I don't know what extras get paid, but I can't imagine it's very much. They get to go to the Underverse for free. And let me just say, we've never covered a movie in our in our shoddy naming structure for this podcast. Where everything is given a verse suffix. People in this just say verse straight. I know. Up. I, I've never in my life seen a movie where people said verse after so many things and then verse solo. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I, maybe we should. Do you think we should name rename this verse the underverse? No, no, because we might do Underworld one day. Yeah, are you kidding me? I <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, I can't fucking wait. I've seen the first two Underworld movies, but... Anywho, so I've here's what I'm saying about this franchise. Yes. How many of you seen the Underworld movies? All. That's crazy. Yeah. Here's the thing about this franchise that I feel like is a huge red flag, where how, there's... One, this was a failure. This movie was a failure. Oh, it was. did not do well. Huh. It, it, it probably cost... They say it cost around 20, 120 to make, and I think it made a little less than 120 120 in 2004? Um, That's I think including, wild. Including the other stuff yeah. uh, typically wrapped into it. Long story short, Pitch Black was not like this runaway hit. This is a weird movie. Critics really didn't like it. Yeah, since the budget's around 105 to 120, box office a little under 116. So this is not a successful movie. No. And yet, and yet, nine years later, it's followed by another Riddick movie. Well, Again, is, is, is this just Vin Diesel yeah, dragging this totally. uphill with his teeth? That's what I'm thinking, because like, there's no reason... You know, Vin in, in 99, 2000, for Pitch Black, like, he's not a huge name yet. He hasn't done the Fast and Furious movies. He hasn't done 
really anything that's gotten him on the map. But I feel like by 2003, he has enough power as a star to be like, I want to be in a Chronicle, baby. Please give me that Chronicle. And then five years later after that, like, it's me. I'm Riddick. Like, just, he is the no, one. nine years. It's crazy. Huh? It's 2013. This, this is released in 2004, That's I believe. Weird. So, I mean, this is like, I'm just blown away. Because, like, this is impenetrable. I say that, like, I enjoyed watching it, but at a certain point, we both very much... And we weren't even being that millennial on our phones the whole time. But, like, at a certain point, it was like, I'm just going to enjoy whatever the fuck is happening. Because... Well, can we paint a picture? Uh, uh, well, not yeah, literally. Yes. Yeah, we didn't bring our paints. No, I, I don't have a smock. Also, I'm wearing all white. You are. You look great. Thank you. Yeah. That's my little summer outfit. Yeah. That tattoo looks good. Thank you. It's yeah. my favorite one. Uh... This movie opens, and you know. boy does it. Let me just say, the, boy does it. We, I, we got into a little bit of a, a tiff on the first episode of this this verse, and but I, we both agreed that the opening voiceover that begins pitch black is really good. Uh, it does come back in this movie for some reason. We're not sure why. Very selectively. Halfway through the movie, it just suddenly quotes the first movie again. Yeah, they, they go straight back to that well Randomly. in a way that feels... Here's my problem with this franchise. And again, I enjoyed this movie certainly easily twice plus as much as Pitch Black. This movie treats like, and now we're going to give a nod to Pitch Black, the movie that spawned the Riddick verse. It's insane because that movie is like so, it's so threadbare. What's insane about it is that in the first one, it's the introduction to our character. It is a movie about being confined. And blind spots, which we did not know would be as much of a motif in this series, because Riddick loves nothing more than to find someone's blind spot and we exploit do. it. We do. The, for a man that can see in the dark, it does make sense that he would like to exploit a blind spot. Uh, this, just suddenly he's going back into cryosleep, it seems, and they're like, huh, well, why don't we just direct... We're not even going to get Vin to re-say the line. I bet if you, like cut these out and match them right up, they're identical. I think they just ripped the line, the audio, directly from the first movie. They say your people brain goes sleep and cryo sleep. Wait, I've been working on my vent. And your primitive brain come out like an animal. Hell yeah, crap. They say in... Fuck. I'm so it's bad. Crap. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we, think... see, we see fucking Beardo then at the top yeah. of this joint. It's a rare... So we, it got me thinking. Do you think a man that beefy... The reason why he never grows a beard, why Finn is always clean-shaven, is he just can't grow one? Like, that's obviously a fake I mean, in the hall of fake fake beards, it's, It's like... It's outlandishly fake. It's quite fake. But it's delightful. It's just funny to see, like, Snow snow Riddick. Yeah. Um, It's really good. Yeah. But I I wonder if he just can't grow a beard. Uh... That's... Okay, so I thought of the name of your movie series. Ready? Shut the, up. The Chronicles of Fuck Up. Shut up. I was trying to be helpful. Here's, here's Charles once he ruined the whole record. Crap. <laughs> no one gets that but me. Crap. <laughs> we, we were watching and we just thought it'd be funnier if Riddick had a, the catchphrase of crap. <laughs> so Charles is like, oh, I'm the editor and now I got my own board. I'm the fucking engineer. Well, dude, Look at me. I'm sorry to say, but there's like... Still a, a hiss problem in your office. 
Well, and I'm trying to be nice and not problem between your ears. I do. I'm drinking piss right now. I get it, but I just wanted to be like rather be like. Josh, your office sucks. I was like, oh, I can bring, oh, I can bring it to you, baby. It's different, baby. B is different. It's different. But, um, Charles uh, so, was <laughs> so eager to be Mr. Engineer, and uh, thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> 20, 20 minutes of... <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, at least it sounds like we're just... We're standing in a in a in a church. Yeah, it was deliberate. It was yeah. like what if we were standing Josh, in a beautiful we church? We are we're fucking explorers, you know. We're we're religious excavators. We're fucking walking down the path, the capital P path of Riddick. Right. We're so, acolytes of the Chronicles. Let's get back into Riddick here. My, you can't grow a beard. You can't grow a beard. The thing with this movie is that like it does inadvertently stumble into all of the, like the pitfalls of other movies that it's similar to. I'm worried about Harry. He's okay. okay. My cat Harry is on the couch now. He really wants chicken, and he really wants to. Harry's fuck with a chicken this board. <laughs> he doesn't say. He's anything. Mike shy. He's Mike shy. It's okay. Is he shy around your brother too? <laughs> oh. <laughs> bitter, bitter. Wait, no, was it? Uh, biter, hey, biter, 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 biter. Um. Yeah, the thing is, like, The Fifth Element is a troubled movie made by a guy who seems like a sexual predator and is French. So, and he made Lucy, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You don't like thumb drives? Um, I, I always tell a... people that movie ends with Scarlett Johansson becoming a USB drive and everyone thinks I'm joking. I'm like, nope, that's literally how it ends. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson becomes a thumb drive. But no one becomes a thumb drive in this movie. No, but if there was a thumb drive in it, it'd have like a the the like uh, a flayed man. Like it'd be like in the shape of a metal flayed That's what, man. So I was trying to, before in in the in the cathedral version of this episode. I was trying to paint a picture. Oh right. We we are we start this movie with a four headed like alien. I don't even know if it was a spaceship. I don't know if it was a giant scepter. I don't know if it was God's dick. It seems dick. like it's part of a ship and it injects its penis into Earth. And then shoots Not up Earth, big, planet, other Earth, something, and then shoots a big blue ball, and then big blue ball ruin mm, Earth. It's hard to say, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I admire this movie. I admire that this movie doesn't hold my hand like I'm some coward being dragged across a battlefield. It just suits me up in whatever I got, and just kicks me out the door. And I have to figure it out for myself or choose not to. And I think both options are perfectly fine. Right. And, and that's the thing with this. We're like, again, in Pitch Black, it's like, okay, it's this one crew of people fighting this one group of aliens. Boy, I hope they get out alive. And then this goes to there is a galaxy spanning genocidal murder cult who wants to genocide murder the planet Keith David and the space Muslims live on. So Riddick is summoned by space Muslim imam Keith David and then realizes that the necromongers are the people who killed his planet. And he's also fighting off the mercs who are angry at him from escaping them like tombs in freaking dark fury. Mm. There's a lot going on in this. You got all of it. But here's the thing. Like the fifth element is has that winking quality to it where it does aspects of this. 
you yeah, know, Lilu multipass, Lilu multipass, and you know, but like the artifacts and the the you know the robed weirdos running, yeah, around. the little turtle guys. I still don't fucking understand at all what the elementals are or why Dame Judy Ghostench was floating was, around this movie. Yeah, or why she was. I in this don't movie. really understand at all what her role was in this. I'm more curious about the the like her call from her agent being like, "We've got a we've wait, you'd be British probably, Dame. I've got a job for you, Dame Judy Dench. What is it?" You're going to be a bloody elemental. What's that? Of course you remember. Perfect black, dark, whatever it was, pitch black. Right, right, I remember that. And she's like, right, right. <laughs> I did watch Sexy Beast last week, like I told you, yeah. so I've got a lot of... Yeah, a lot man, of sexy energy. The movie rules. It's yeah. the best. It's the best. Wait, did you watch Black Widow yet? No, I don't think I'm going to. I Ray's don't really in feel, it. I mean, I, I love the stone. He is in it. He is... So incapable of pulling off a Russian accent that he chooses to be full gravel. Like, if you think Vin is gravelly, Ray Winstone in Black Widow is full gravel. You can't even detect an accent. This it's just was like such rocks. a breathy movie. Yeah, there's moments where you could, like, <sighs> you could feel the, the vocal fry coming out of Vin. Like, there's, like, second pausings between eh, 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 eh. It's really beautiful. He's, he's pushing it out. He really is. Talk about waffles. That little hole, his throat hole. Someone calls him a waffle-eating pussy in this movie. He no, he's, he's like uh, Tomb says that. Tomb says that because he's like the protein waffles and that slam are pretty tight actually. Yeah, they're keto. Yeah, it was, inter- he's like I intermittently fast and do keto. It was wild. I don't yeah. really know why. Didn't, he did similar stuff in the first one, too, though, right? Remember he was Man to, from Uncle when Henry Cavill says, take it like a pussy? Yeah, we didn't talk about that on we the episode. We should have mentioned that. But I, Listen I, to our... Good If line. you guys don't have a Patreon, if you think this disjointed <laughs> rambling is, is good, you got to hear the fucking Patreon. If you think, uh, if you you think know, Charles reverb up, for 20 minutes and... <laughs> yeah, dosing the first third of this episode is good. Wait till you hear the fucking bonus <laughs> That's content. pro shit. Yeah. Um... So here's a uh, my question is for you. We all, all of us, you, me, Harry the Cat, we all agree Chronicles of Riddick is delightful batshit fun. Yeah. Does it deserve the amount of attention it demands from the viewer? Well, that's what I think. That's what I was just saying. Is that it? I don't. I think Tuhi. Tuhi. I think he will meet you on whatever level you are meeting him. You know. Well, remember how we were doing the reading up on Southland Tales and being like, oh, my God, this movie is like the most like what a mind blowing movie. And then it turns out that that guy was like had a very serious, very specific. Like, right. He wasn't really smiling or winking at all. But here's what here's the difference between Kelly. I feel like Kelly would be annoyed. Like, here's here's an analogy for you. If you forgive me, it's going to be a short one. OK. Say you call up Tui and you're like, Tui, I want to have lunch with you. And he's just like he's always down to have lunch. And he's like, Charles, the man loves lunch charles i will have lunch with you wherever you would like and you could invite him to a subway you could invite him to some hoity-toity french restaurant i see him though as a club sandwich guy but this is what i'm saying classic club sandwich he might be that but i'm saying he will go to an italian restaurant he'll go to hot harry's he'll go to a place that's five hundred dollars for bone soup you know if i want to meet him or he'll meet me there where a kelly if you say, let's go to Subway, he'd go, fuck you and sit on you. Fucking yeah, dick. suck my dick. Because I'm Richard fucking Kelly. I'm no Subway freak, dude. You missed the point of my movie. And I think that's what Tui's like, I'm going to, I know everything. What was with Rabbit Men in the late 90s and early aughts? 
Yeah. There were too many. There's the Rabbit Man and Sexy Beast and the Rabbit Man and Donnie Darko. And there was but Bunny Echo and the Bunny Man. And this, well, they were a, famously Four a movie 80s. that came out in the late 90s and early aughts. Yeah. Um, and then was it in, I think it's in uh, Cabin Fever. There's like weird bunny imagery. Yeah. There's, um, what was this bunny era we were all in? What the fuck was going on with the fucking bunnies? I though? think it probably has to do with Christianity and our sort of coming to terms with the inherent creepiness of uh, a Lord and Savior. What do you think David Toohey's whole thing is with religion? Because motherfucker sure loves to bring up theological existential questions in these movies. And I still don't really understand what his personal... You want to know what I think? I would love to. I think... So if we go back to the first movie... Pitch Black. Yeah. Remember that that little creepo who drank booze all the time? He freaking loved the booze. That's Twooey. Wow. He, un, he, he, he relishes the artifacts. He even collects the artifacts and sells them for a slight profit. But down deep, he just wants to drink booze and doesn't actually have any personal connection with the artifacts. So you're talking about going back to the first movie, which we have to talk about this sector of the movie. The return of Jack, but this time they're like, the gender confusion stuff is over. Sort of. No, they're like, Jack is Kira now and she's hot. And that's how we're going to handle this moving forward. But I do like that Tui just will never let it go. He's the first line that Vin says is still about, you used to be a boy. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, why does he like this idea so much about a boy, a girl pretending to be a boy? I think the vibe Riddick's trying to put off is like, you're a freaking character, my guy. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It's like, Tui's like desperately wanting to make some Some boys who say they're bender. boys are actually girls. And I'm cool with that. He is cool with it. We were saying during the show, or during the watch, he never dead names. Kira. He never did. Well, you said this. I just agreed to it. Yeah. Isn't it weird that they end up killing Kira and turning into a necromonger? Wow. We just, that was... we just introduced Kira and we jumped right to the end where she I'm got just, stabbed just... by a piece of furniture. Really just baffling. Again, like so. She was cool. I liked her. Critically, this movie got beaten up. Yeah. Um, famously, Vin gets nominated for a Razzie. Surely not his only what? Razzie nomination. And he lost to. Uh, delightfully, George W. Bush in Fahrenheit 9-11. Oh, that's amazing. It is certainly a battle of the ages. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, the whole thing's confusing. Do you, think that, do, you think, do you think there was some miscommunication and he was actually nominated for a raspy? No, no, he won the raspy that year. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, but like maybe it was or he was so Can raspy. Can you imagine if Ray Winstone and Vin Diesel got into an argument? Dude, everyone, I feel like he was just intimidating other people. <laughs> Even like Carl Urban was getting raspy. Everyone, we there were everyone's I mean, getting raspy in this movie. It was nice to watch a movie with you where we really were like, you know what? I've bought the ticket, and I'm just going to take this ride. Cha-ching. And Cha-ching. there's an inherent again. I, I just keep coming back to this. Tonally speaking, the combination of how silly this is and how desperately serious it wants to be taken, I do find annoying. But like, I enjoyed it. But that yeah. t- that tension is like it's the elephant in the room. And I don't think anyone who is involved in making this movie wants to acknowledge how silly it is. Right. I, I totally agree with you. I think that as much as Tui will meet you wherever you want, I think down deep, it isn't a silly experience for him. We're, you were like, we're now used to this like light, serious action movie with all the Marvel movies. And I think, you know, I, I briefly talked about like, uh, it's weird to see Black Widow go full cartoon 
but it's also weird now to also go back to 2004 where they're just like it's this is cartoonish this is ridiculous but for some reason i'm supposed to be treating this incredibly seriously well again you think about the era and it's just like this this you know a lot of just you know post matrix post lord of the rings people really into this whole concept of like you know how hard can we go in this world building how ridiculous and detailed and and the fact that they they gave so much money for this weird vision is just fascinating yeah and again this wasn't a success pitch black wasn't really something to write home about it just it's just such a strange franchise because like who's asking for this other than vin being like riddick the coolest guy i've ever met like I, I don't know who possibly is championing this in a boardroom because like this sets itself up for a sequel and look, let's get to it. I'm not asking what it will end. I'm excited for Riddick because I wanted plot detail and motherfucker. I got yeah, you, it. Uh, you, you, I mean, you shouldn't be careful for what you ask for because, well, I guess you should. In this case, you wanted it and you got it in spades, my friend. Uh, yeah. I wonder if it was like too much though now is my concern. It was a lot. I mean, but, I I liked the way this movie moved. You know, we were talked briefly in the about in the in the second one about how like we just we would be fine with the Chronicles of Riddick. We didn't say it in that language, but now that we've seen it, it's like the the what would we call it the the Riddick like we just would like to see episodes of Riddick. Doing yeah, a half-hour right, right. stints, doing Riddick shit. Because in Pitch Black, we're just supposed to be like, oh, this guy's the most badass guy in the world. We have to just sort of like accept that at face value, but we don't see it that much because what he's doing is not that impressive because the villains kind of suck. And now it's like, this is everything I wanted in, in a first movie, but now it's like the heart of the franchise is this explosion of plot detail. Yeah. And so I think what really works is that well maybe it doesn't work for a feature length like two hour and 15 minute movie but it is very segmented like it is basically broken up into 30 minute chunks and i honestly wonder if this would have worked better as like a weekly show on sci-fi or fx or something where you had 44 minute or 22 minute episodes and you got a little dose of riddick that week and but here it's like you have oh the you know he's in uh, space Muslim town, and he has to fight off something, and then the town gets blown up. Boom, that's a cool episode. But then suddenly you're like, oh, wait, now they're all captured and turning into necromorphs, and it's like, that would have been maybe Necromongers. Cool. Sorry, necromongers. Please don't. Sorry. Uh, you're like, wait, now why? Okay, this is a fun idea. Well, but then there's the whole tomb side plot, which just ends at a certain point, and, and tombs is like they they close the old door literally yeah, he's on stuck tombs. In cat jail for in the rest of his jail, little yes. life because there's big mean cats on the slam on no crematoria, and only freaking the very sweet nice man himself, Riddick. Only he can become friends with the big cat. They're animals. Harry, what did you think about it? Just like me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Okay, that was Charles. Harry's really sleepy. He's yeah. really tired from He's the not very talking long day. today. So, uh, what we again, be careful what you ask for because we were like, oh, we want just mini stories of Riddick. And the problem is they compiled four of them all back to back to back to back. And it's not only exhausting to sort of pay attention and be engaged with it for that long, but it's also discombobulating. It's like, so basically, so you start, we talked about the first one. The second one is you sort of meet the endless horde of de- of, of necro mongers yeah thanks um and we were talking during the watch like 
there should be one of these guys for a movie like i do not need uh a dame and a and a blooper what would we call him bloppo a bloppo yeah there's dame bloppo there's mr F- bloppo famously carl plays vaco yeah but it the, honestly the way because the accent work in this movie is so psychotic like everyone <laughs> just sounds so like from different universes that like you does sound a lot like blocko or Blopo yeah or... um then the dame um and then you have the main old bald guy. You have the big guy. You're just like there introduced were so to so many necromongers at a certain point. And I, I was like, oh my god! I mean, and you're right again. Like, that yeah. would be cool if this were the necromonger movie. But then after that, you go to space prison on the hot planet where he has to deal with Jack. And it's like, right. or sorry, oh, fuck. and that's what this this reminded me so much of, like Infinity Game, Infinity War, or Endgame, or like it has. And that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to describe is the, the the dissonance here in this franchise where we go from like again, you know, here's basically a cool guy getting out of a, a one a very stitch, uncool right? problem, and now this is like okay, he's got to save this planet by going to that planet, and inside the Necromongers, there's internal political divisions, and at the same time, Child Jack is now adult Kira, and they have a strange relationship that is weirdly sexual at a certain point. I found that the, yeah. the vibes are really weird. Uh-huh. Like the weird vibes where it's like, I don't even understand how Jack is now a gorgeous, fully grown woman, <laughs> woman over like what, like four five years. years, five years, five yeah. years. So he was, he was, she was 12 in the first one and 17 and yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I just did that math and I was like, uh, on board with it till I got to the end of that equation. And yeah, it's fucking weird. He sticks his hand between her legs between her thighs and lifts her up in the air by by her, by her vagina. vagina and then she goes are you gonna go for the sweet spot after making a joke about going for his sweet spot by surprising him earlier so there is like a little rape joke thrown in there between well no it's con- i mean at that point it's not really rape it's just uh pedophilic no it's both he's they're fighting charles okay i see what you're saying it, it, right. she seems to be inviting the sweet it, spot but very, i guess you're right well, it is very we're violent is the vibe is just confusing as to what their energy is supposed to be so at the end of the movie because then like keith david as spacey mom is like she sees you like a big brother and then that gets weird and then it's like seeing her become transformed and then die in a way that really feels cheap for her character yeah, very very sad right you know it felt so rushed again like yeah i rethought in my head you know i was thinking 2004 but you know what would have been better is if this had come out in 2018 on HBO Max or whatever. No, exactly. Yeah, you like, think you think of the torrent of like weird sci-fi movies that Netflix has tried to do, and certainly we you know having just dumped on how awful the Tomorrow War is. This is a similar frenetic pace of the Tomorrow War, but like yes. is a million times better because it's not yes. a sappy sophomoric. You know, oh, we must innovate forever. Science is innovating. Oh. Anyways, fuck that movie. Yeah, uh, but no, you're right. It is similar. I mean, you didn't even finish it, but you got the vibe. That movie goes from place to place to place to place to place and every place feels unconnected to the previous one and this has that problem but ultimately you can bask in the bat shit where in the tomorrow war it's just like oh this is the same dumb bullshit i've seen over and over again this is that tom cruise movie look hey biter biter hey biter biter <laughs> oh, isn't that good that's real good I oh that's you, a, that looks like a spicy dog well it's got the relish the chopped onions the mutard you know what we've been doing lately that Amy's fully on board with in our in our our time is short. We're in the process of no no we're on Earth. No, Jesus, no, no, no. keep it light, buddy. We're doing freaking Chronicles of Riddick. We're it looks like the dog has neck balls. <laughs> <laughs>
there's a weird picture of a dog in the broadcast. Wait, let's see if yeah, I can get a shot funny. real yeah, quick. quick. Look at those dog balls. Those are some big-ass dog neck balls. What is going on? It's still on the screen. Oh, my God. It's just up for so long. Right. Is it frozen? Is this a mistake? <laughs> We're going to post okay, that. Okay, it's gone now. Wow. Um, hey, Biter Biter. It's, that's still there. Um, I think yeah. this is our best episode. <laughs> it started off strong. <laughs> sure did. Yeah. Um, I think... I you said earlier that you are not asking when will it end. I am also not asking when will it end because this is as bad as it is. I I honestly would rate these in my own perverted brain. Uh huh. I think I would give on Letterboxd the same rating to Pitch Black and this movie. Interesting. Okay. And you know, like I, my mom's a teacher, my brother's a teacher. Yeah, we get my it. My dad Your was a teacher. Smart. I'm sort of a teacher. You teach me every single day, Charles. But you know, we both went to Hampshire College where they don't issue grades. To know is not enough. That's correct. You got to also do shit. And what I'm saying here is this. If you give some student a C plus, okay? You give a different student a C plus. We're, talking, we're just talking numbers. But why did they get the C plus, Josh? What do they need to improve? What are they doing well? Okay. I'm just saying I enjoyed both Pitch Black and the Chronicles of Riddick similarly for very, 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 very different reasons. Okay, so you're saying there's an incompleteness or a flaw that still keeps them both... Yeah, they're both a three and a half star, uh-huh. a three star, but for me, like the characters and the dialogue were very good for me in the first one, but Jesus Christ, the, 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 the horror action elements were trash. Right. And in this one, it's like way too long, way too confusing, but I admire the fuck out of what they're trying to do. And like, I, th- I think it's still a very good effort and I'm hoping, that's why I'm not asking when will it end, I'm hoping they sort of combine forces for, for the third feature and the fourth and the verse. Right, like be more ambitious than Pitch Black but less batshit than Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, let's tone so, this So far, in. my favorite so far is the animated Absolutely. short. Because it's like, as, as we've discussed, like these bite-sized chunks of Riddick where there's more showing than telling feel like just unencumbered. And in this case, yeah, like the sheer world building is just, it's just like fucking, you know, you know, you ever watch pornography? Oh, where sure. Someone's, they're all peeing on one person or something. And you're like, that's a lot of streams of pee. I actually am not comfortable with piss yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't think I want to bring it into my personal life. I'm just saying, you know, we, we've all seen. No, things. just even watching it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't do it. It just makes me uncomfortable. So well, I, I skipped you know. the the piss porn, for well, now. The, and the, that makes me uncomfortable too. I'm drawing, I'm I'm drawing oh, but, on the discomfort. But if you just all. like happen upon a piss porn, I'm I'm just trying to make an, a draw. Imagine like a roller coaster. Sure. Okay. At the beginning, no one's peeing on you. At the very top, everyone's peeing on you. And then okay. at the bottom, no one's peeing on you again. There's I'm too sort of much trying to understand. So are you movies. are you saying that during the chicka 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 something is more and more piss more and more but then as soon as you cover that crest okay yeah um what about when you go the loop the loop spurts of pee nice that's that's the best part um yeah so we should we should make a theme park called piss palace i think that's a bad idea and you actually turn this metaphor into a real life situation right a urine-based roller coaster that's yeah. pretty good. I guess it could be a water park, like a, a that would log make, that ride. Would make, that would make oh, you could be a log sense. ride, and we could be the poop flume patrol, poop patrol flume at the piss palace. Wow, this is good stuff. Yeah, we should just stop recording now and get to work on our our new passion project, the piss palace. Do you think you could do that in Roller Coaster Tycoon? 
Uh, do you work in water sports? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of uh, piss fetish stuff in real, <laughs> Roller Coaster Tycoon. What about Roller Coaster Tycoon 2? Yeah, definitely. That was for perverts. That was the piss yeah. porn. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, what we're trying to say is this. We both want to see what happens next. Maybe they can, like, strike the balance somewhere. Um, and I'm optimistic about it, certainly. Uh, yeah, but, but by and large, it's just a lot. And let's go to MVPs. We can make this a shorter episode. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah. Do you, do you want to do, um, do you want to get those, uh, effects back on for your MVP pick? No, that's fine. Are you sure? I think the nation, our, our good listeners have endured plenty of that. The least we can do is lessen their pain. I have to go to the bathroom. You sure you don't want to have the uh, chorus plus reverb going on? No, it was exciting. This? And you, again, generated some amazing harsh noise. Uh, and I'm not even sure what triggered the effects to go batshit. <laughs> I mean, it's a Behringer. Behringers are shit. They're shit. They're what shit. the fuck, dude? They're made by the Brits. Gaffna. There's, there's too much fish and chips in them. That's the problem. Um, oh, is that what's running this board? Yeah. L- look at the back. Okay. Well, not um, right now. Too dangerous. So, yeah. My MVP, it's really hard because it's it, there's a billion characters. That's true. Um, it is very difficult. I don't know if I can give a single. Oh, you no. I think we. I think we okay, have to okay, okay, stop okay, okay. falling on that because that's okay, very appropriate. Stop yelling at Josh. Me. Stop a, yelling. At that's me. appropriate when the movies doesn't warrant okay. one. This movie warrants an MVP. I think you just have to do a little extra work and find it in yourself. Okay, fine, fair enough. Who's uh, gonna burst out of your chest? Who's that MVP? <laughs> yeah, who um, was that? I'll tell you what. A poop had to burst out of my butt. What just came out? I said a poop had to burst out of my butt. Oh my! Just now. Is it about to? Oh God, we got it. We got to piss and poop. Well, yeah, but I was trying to do it polite. I gotta get out of here. You need to leave. <laughs> this is frightening. You need to leave. Oh my God. Um, MVP of the freaking film. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. So let me think about. Okay, it. I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it to freaking uh, Carl Urban. Why not? Why not? Blatto looks fucking epic as shit. He's got the single worst mohawk of all He's time. Got, uh, He's got dreadlock, tiny dreads, mohawk, mullet haircut from space yes it's a lot going on with him everyone's doing the most in this movie and i love that carl urban is like sort of like thin and young and and not like we think of him now as like the most grizzled character actor. no they really tried to make him look sexy and sleek like like, yeah he's got no hair he's got fucking big pink lips in this movie lips he's he's got freaking he's he's uh pale as all get out just a, a bizarre character and the fact that he has his own thing going on. I just kind of admire that he's got his whole other world going on that like he's the one person for whom Riddick happens to appear in his efforts as opposed to being obsessed with Riddick for various reasons. So I don't know. I'll give it to to Carl Urban as Blatto. That's great. I think that the end of this movie does warrant a little bit of talk right now while I I have my picked, but I just like that reminded me the end of this movie is fucking crazy. It's very crazy. He becomes king of the (laughs) Necromongers. Spoiler. By accident. So the whole point is... um, the Blocko and and Dame Blocko are trying to usurp the throne and they're horny. They fuck. And while they're making out, they love to make out while their tongues are dingling. They are like, well, we can let Vin distract our Lord and we can get in there. And and because it's, it's law in the Chronicles of Riddick, there's a law that if you kill in the necromongers, the the head necromonger, you become the head necromonger. It must be exhausting there. I think most people knew that going into the movie, though. I just feel like if that's the law of the land, 
just endless killing. Because like there's thousands of them. There's so many necromongers. Like just just keep stabbing the head one, you become it, and then someone stabs you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the movie ends with Vin distraught, grief stricken as uh, Kyra's dead. Kyra falls to the ground dead, and he Kira, collapses, covering his eyes. And he opens his eyes to realize he's sitting on the throne. And all the necromongers drop a knee because they're like, that's the new fucking necromonger guy. It's Riddick the whole time. And then, and it just cuts to credits. And you're like, do, 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 I have to wait nine do, years to yeah. find out what he does so as the bizarre. head of the necromonger. Okay, so who's your MVP? Let's wrap this up. Uh, mine is Kira. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, well, as she was, did not end her, her, her character did not deserve her end. Yeah, kind of a rough a rough deal for her kind of like Catwoman in uh, Dark Knight Rises I do find her character to be the most compelling uh, I wish a little more time was spent on the like uh, there was a little bit but I did like the whole uh, Vin- Riddick's gonna make you bad and yeah the story of her like Riddick in a Peter Parker mentality with all of his responsibility goes to the ice planet and lets her alone but all that does is make her more likely to become a bad person it's uh-huh. interesting I really yeah. like their dynamic and I like what she becomes. She becomes like the the sneaky king of the prison planet. And then, you know, fucking whirlwind ending, kills herself, becomes a necromonger, all to just fake, it's, psych everyone out, and then kill. Too much. It's too I know, it's a lot. Yeah. And like, if this is what I'm saying, this, is, this could have been a 10-part miniseries where her yeah. story could have really flourished. Right. But even in this uh, stunted version, I, I do like what she was bringing to the table and well, that's a big win for Kira. Kira Mosselton. You really got to poop. I got to poop, and I yeah. You, this record has been a little delayed. We've done like a hundred episodes. I'd say eighty of them end with you going, "I really got to poop." Well, this one you were late at the beginning, and then you doused the first half of this in reverb. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the blame for that. <laughs> that's fine. I'll take um, it. Join us next week for the triumphant conclusion to our four part wow. Riddick series, where we go to from Pitch Black to Chronicles of Riddick: colon, Dark, Dark Fury. Dark Fury, yeah. To Chronicles of Riddick. Just Riddick. Yeah, to Riddick. It's great. What, what, a, a, what a saga. What it's a like the evolution, guys. Yeah, wow. It we is finally like get to the upright guys, man. Yeah. So you know, we talked about me pooping a lot, Charles. You ever poop? I've never asked you this. I've never asked you this. You ever poop? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. I I am... What I I mean, we can do it if you want to talk about my poops, but... No, I don't. I don't think anyone wants to really okay. in earnest. I, so yeah. that's a reveal but we can save that for another episode. Yeah. My Tune in next week to find out Charles's big revelation about pooping. Does also, he or doesn't he? He yeah. says he did. But, well, I do. But, but is it weird? weird? Probably yes. You know this guy. Come on. Uh, yeah, we are, um, so we are, we're also in the midst of uh, Joel Guy Ritchie on the bonus show. We are also releasing um, old episodes from the past. Um, we're in the midst of the birthday brawl. We got a lot of cool shit going on. It's only $5 a month. Over on the Patreon. Month. Yeah, yeah we've, we've covered uh, two brilliant unheralded Guy Ritchie movies for Joel Guy Ritchie. We did King Arthur and we did The Wonderful Man from Uncle and we'll be closing out that series with Revolver, a movie so crazy America said, you shan't play in a cinema. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. So yeah, but sign thank up. you for listening. Yeah. Sign up for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash WWIE podcast and uh, you'll be back to finish off this Riddick magic. Crap. I gotta poop. God. Yeah. But the, he just.
just fell over. That was amazing base running. Oh, we're, we're going. We're going? Yeah. Okay, raised. can we start? Yeah, count down. All right. We have to count down. We're in person, though. Yeah. Okay.